We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 65, titled, Prepare the Boats. <laughs> I'm Rando. And I'm Corey. Oh, that just cracks me up. Uh, you know, there's a reason, Corey, that I chose this title. I got my rain gauge ready. How about you? Uh, mine is outside, ready to go. Right. We are due for a bunch of rain and it's been a while since we've been under the gun for a bunch of rain Uh, we have we have we've had these little what i call in air quotes normal Mm -hmm. you know half inch here an inch or whatever but uh yeah we're looking at uh a classic setup for some some flooding some training storms right up right over the area so we don't yeah we got that boundary just draped right across you know south southwest missouri northeast oklahoma and it's we're gonna have waves of energy just just pummel us now we we got to say to everybody we're we're not expecting like a foot of rain this is not going to be like the 2013 flood hopefully hopefully yeah but uh, as of monday april 29th when yeah. we record this. Yeah, yeah, this is tonight. Uh, things could change tomorrow <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the current indications, uh, we've got uh, thunderstorms, a couple of waves moving through the next couple of days. And the National Weather Service has plopped uh, flash flood watches for all of southwest Missouri, all of northeast Oklahoma, uh, for two and a half to four inches of rain. Well, it is spring. It is the week of, of flooding to me. I mean, this is a big week for... For for you know the eight, for last of April going into May, uh, it's it's time. We haven't had a lot of severe weather yet this year for Brants, and it's kind of gone around us all over. Yeah, us. you're right. But it's that time for some for some flooding rain, for some flash flooding. Mm-hmm. And you get that in the springtime, and this is the prime time. I mean, this is you know last of April. Usually we have several severe weather episodes by now. We haven't really had that yeah, many it's this been year for Branson. It has been late. I was kind of expecting that a little bit. But, yeah, uh, I thought it would be sooner because we've been seeing a lot of severe weather down south. Well, we've seen some up north too. Uh, yeah. It's been all over the place. You know, you've had those, you know, we've had several frontline tornado warnings, yeah. you know, yeah. throughout uh, March and April so far this year. We haven't had anything here in Branson. No. So uh maybe it's maybe we're, we're we're getting to that time of year. Yeah, and the and the uh, the the big problem with this is <clears throat> you know like you said, I mean we got these waves coming through, but a warm front moved through yesterday which gave us really nice temperatures today. I mean my uh, inaccurate upstairs said 84 degrees mm-hmm. and I call it inaccurate because to the number, it is seven degrees warmer than what the actual temperature is. I don't. It's inaccurate. It's got to be getting. <laughs> it's got to be getting warmth or a, a higher temperature from 
being connected to your house somehow, I think. That's it's in my, the same place. I have Mickey. Remember Mickey? Uh, is Mickey gone? Mickey, yeah, I, I've saved Mickey a little bit. I just can't part with Mickey. Mickey was a thermometer he had for a long time. Yeah, and, and if you want to give me a birthday present, and uh, if anybody can find it. Was it was Mickey Mouse, by the way. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. It's a Mickey Mouse thermometer I've had for like 30 years, and I love that thing, and I can't find one anymore. So if, if, you, if anybody knows where you can find a Mickey Mouse thermometer, uh, not, not we digital. Go, we have to go to Orlando for that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it's like an actual uh, glycerin. We, I can't say mercury. They don't make mercury thermometer. They probably did 30 years ago. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, could be they stopped it. doing that. <laughs> Sorry, it was so accurate. <laughs> yeah, but, but since it's always seven degrees, I mean, regardless, winter, summer, seven degrees. So I call it my inaccurate. So thank you. There you go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the warm front moved through. Got all this warm air, plus it's aided by all this gulf moisture. So we are ripe. It's moist. It's out there. So we got that boundary. We got all this moisture. And when these lines of thunderstorms move in, it's just going to dump rain. I'll use a term that you use often. We're going to get a ton of sky water. Ah, the sky water. Oh, my gosh. I know. (laughs) I love that word. And I'm 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 ready for it. I might have to drain my pool after after all this a little bit <laughs> because it may overflow. Well, you're definitely going to have to set up the rain gauge cam. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. You got I will you too. Do that. Yeah, because uh, the the past rain events we've been having have been you know like I said the half an inch and the inch and it's over like a day or two. Well, we're we're going to have some activity tomorrow, but the main line is going to come through between like six and midnight tomorrow night, and it's just going to Dump rain. Just it could all at be once. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, in the, in the rainfall and the flooding heavy rainfall. Yes, You're flooding. Gonna, I'm I'm looking at a lot of ponding on the area roadways, some flooding of area creeks and low water crossings. You're really going to have to be careful if you get outside, especially after dark tomorrow night. Yes, you're really going to have to be careful because you don't want to become a statistic. And uh, no, and, you know we've had a lot of statistics throughout the year. Or, I mean, throughout the past few years in Branson, mm-hmm. especially along Fall Creek Road, you don't want to become one. Yeah, it, you you don't need to be camping. If there's road, if there's no. water over the roads, you don't want to be anywhere near that. You want to turn around. Don't go over it. You don't want to be camping because a lot of the campsites are right there near the water here. Exactly. Creeks and streams and stuff. I mean, that. And if, if we get two to three inches overnight, those creeks and streams are going to rise. Hence, that's why the National Weather Service has issued that flash flood watch for everything. That means right. don't go camping. And that will be upgraded, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, at some point. I mean, where these, where these storms train. You know, I didn't notice. I mean, uh, I mean, we did a live cast uh, a little bit ago, and we can't. I didn't want to go really into it uh, on our Facebook page. It was go a good. It was that. a good one. You should go watch it. Oh yeah, lots of questions. Good questions too. It was. It was awesome. But since it's a podcast, we can just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh, oh. The uh, like. Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I was like, we did a live cast. What was I talking about right before this? We were all talking about flooding and raining. Oh, well, it's going to rain. It is going to rain a lot. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back and listen to this to see what I was talking about. But if we get, I mean, what you were saying while ago is like the ponding of water. I mean, when we get all this rain within hours, like even 12 hours, three inches of rain in 12 hours, that's going to pond, especially in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, National and Campbell is infamous for flooding. 
uh, uh, Fall Creek, you said? I mean, Fall Roark? Creek. Roark Road is, is pretty famous for ponding on the roadway. Right, yeah, right near Forsyth. Yeah, so you're going to... That's a, always been a trouble spot, so you're really going to have to... That floods quicker than anywhere else. It yeah. floods quicker than, than, than Fall Creek. Once you get Fall right. Creek up... You know that runs right next to Fall Creek Road. Mm-hmm. Once you run, once that gets up high, you you don't want to be around there because it will sweep you away and you'll never be seen again. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I just remember. <laughs> yes, sweep you away because even if you have gone down that road many many times, even like four inches, four to six inches of water rushing over that thing is going to take your car that's away. That's more than enough to carry your car away. Yeah. Think about Fall Creek Road is right where the creek runs right to the road, right next to the road. It's not very well lit. So no. if it's overnight, oh, yeah. it's hard to see. Right. So once you realize that you're you're in trouble, it's it's too late. Yeah. You're, you're going to be swept off of that road. Yeah. And if you get swept off the road... There's several bad things that can happen. I mean, and we don't even want to go into that. The best thing to do, turn around, don't drown. National Weather Service Just has been Google saying that Fall for... Creek flooding and you'll find it online. Uh, yeah, yeah. The things that can happen along that road. Yeah, now it's not started yet. Now, I'm no. going to go to the Walmarts tonight because I got some stuff I got to pick up. Walmart. Wow. <laughs> My Aunt Jean used to say the Walmarts. My mother-in-law says the Walmarts. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've just kind of picked that up. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably say the Walmarts too, but yeah, I got stuff to pick up. And then now tomorrow we're, we're expecting two rounds of this. Uh, we talked about this on the live cast that the first round is going to come in in the afternoon. It's not going to be horrible. I mean, we're going to have some showers with some thunderstorms, probably between two and five, the first round, but that's not the biggie. The biggie's coming in. Between six and midnight, and the National Weather Service hit this a little earlier today. I watched a little live shot, and then they did some posts. Uh, don't be confused with what you're going to see in the early afternoon to a little later, until five o'clock, six o'clock, because that's not the main round. Yeah, that's the prefrontal stuff. You might get some rain and all that, and some lightning and thunder, but the main show is going to be a little later. Yes, and and it's going to have a lot of rain. We looked at the NAM and also looked at the wharf models, both of those midterm models. The placement is a little different between the two, but they both show a ton of sky water coming down. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we get, I really am not going to be surprised if we don't get three or four inches out of this thing. Oh, I agree, and I got my rain gauge ready. It's ready to go. It's been ready to go for a long time. And I have my driveway. I, I have a <laughs> now. Have you seen my rain gauge? It's a huge rain gauge. It's huge. I th- did you send me a picture of it? I think so. If, if not, you anyway, see. it's it's a good two feet tall. Oh, it's huge. And okay. I've never gotten since I've had it. I've never gotten over two inches in it. Oh, okay. So it's it's fun to get a lot of rain in that thing. It's just cool. But I've never gotten over two inches in it, and this might be the. The, the, the time I'm going to get that now. Now I've been hearing reports that next week's uh, setup may be very similar to this week's setup. So yeah, we may have some it. problems next week with flooding as well. We'll hit that a little later. Yeah, but that's that's a the potential it could happen. Yeah, and the only real problem with next week being similar to this week, this week is going to completely saturate the ground. And that's a bad thing. That's the bad thing, right? And because we, oh. if we had a repeat of what we had this week, next week that would make it completely 
different because the ground completely saturated, water has nowhere to go. Right. And all it can do is go into the lakes right. and the streams and the creeks and flood. So again, I would not go camping for at least a couple of weeks. I've heard reports. Yeah. I'm not going to you know, say where I heard them from, but there are reports out there that by next week, mm-hmm. we could see up to nine inches of rain no. in this area. <sighs> I've seen the reports. No way. Just, just relaying that. Total, like in a two-week total. Two-week total. Yeah. Yes. Because I've seen some reports in the one-week total that's saying like five or more, but if we get, like you said, I'd say, repeat, I'd say, yeah, the reports for next week are doubling what we could get this week. That is ungood. That is not good at all. Yeah. And it's very historical for this week that that would happen mm-hmm. because it's happened before. Yeah. Wasn't the 2013 flood, was that in May? I mean, we're almost to May. Let's, let's um, face it. Tomorrow's the 30th. We've had some of March, April, and May. It's Maybe It's it been March. all over the place. It was an M. We've had several... <laughs> You know, different flooding um, incidents, mm-hmm. March, April, and May. And we've had, uh, uh, of course, we had a bad one in December in 2015. And then in 2008, we had one in March. Eight, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we had some some uh, unfortunate deaths occur on Fall Creek Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that happened at the end of May. So it could happen at any time, really. I mean, it could happen at any time of year. It really right. could. Oh, yeah. September. I mean, we've but had flooding is, in December before. But we're in prime time. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. Now, wasn't last year we were we were fighting a drought last year, weren't we? Uh, I, for I, much of the year, yes. Yeah. We were having, like, major drought conditions. We didn't have a big rain later in, the, in, in what I call storm season mm-hmm. last year. We had a few, not real big rains, but... but Decent rains earlier in February and March of last year, but later on it wasn't too bad. Okay, wow. But and we, I remember that because my pool overflowed, so I remember exactly <laughs> when that happened. Hey, if it's got the word "pool" in it, yeah. you're all over it. I, I, had to, I had to go drain some water down. So, oh yeah, would you get a couple of straws? Get your family get some straws. Nah, I there. wouldn't suck that one. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Well, this is a good time to promote. Uh, now that we're going to have potential flooding across the area. Uh, our our road conditions group, uh, Stormdar Weather Area Road Conditions. Uh, search for that. If you are not a member, join that. It is free, of course, and it is a community-based group to relay road conditions, whether it be flooding, whether it be ice, whether it could be snow, whether it could be trees across the road, whether it could be road closures. You post it there, and we you will inform our 25, at least 25, 2600 members of that oh, yeah. group that, that, you know, uh, don't go that way. And there, we, are, there are many areas here in the Ozarks and here locally in Branson that, that, that flood first. And we need to know about that on that page. And you'll be, you, you can find out about that because people post about it. Yes. Uh, Coon Creek Road is a big yeah. area for flooding in this area. It is. Uh, right along there. And, and people will post about it. And that way, You'll know and we'll know uh, because you can post and anybody can post. I mean, yeah. Post some pictures, you know. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Pictures are or good. Or ask a question. Sure. You, know, you don't have to just post stuff. You can ask questions. How is this route? Uh, can I go down Row Arc? And somebody right. will answer. It won't be yeah. Randy or I, but this is a public group. This is for everybody mm-hmm. to take part in. I mean, in. if we're on at that time, we, we, you know, if right. we know anything. But sometimes we don't know, but, but, exactly. but, our, but, our, but our followers do know. 
because they went that that direction or they live that, over there. That's the perfect perfect thing. And that's why that group exists. Yes, yeah, so join that and uh and we will uh uh what is it? Approve. That's that's so I I, I kept have... thinking authenticate. No, approve. Yeah, just say join, send us uh you know, when you say join, we'll just say and approve and you'll get in mm-hmm. that group. It it's just to keep the riffraff out. Yeah. We don't we, don't we get we get a few. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'll believe it there. <laughs> well, you know, the heavy rain is not the only thing we're going to be experiencing. Um, that's going to be aided by severe weather. We're we, going. You know, we usually talk about severe weather first. Yeah, because Randy and I are big severe weather guys. We're we, on it. We, oh, yeah. we're, 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 that we live for that. We hit the flooding first for a reason because mm-hmm. most deaths occur during flooding. Yes, that is the top weather uh, weather event for for deaths. So if we have a flooding event that potentially could occur, that's why we hit it first because it's important. Mm-hmm. We also have severe weather, so let's hit Another that now. one. Yeah, uh, we're talking. I mean, the enhanced risk. And I mean, now this is at, we're recording right, this tonight right on at our nine. back door to uh, Monday night at nine. So we're gonna have some better. Data tomorrow from the Storm Prediction Center. But yeah, right at, we are, you know, we, we could go look outside and look west and see that enhanced risk. Springfield's in it. I can see it, it from, my, from my backyard. <laughs> Joplin's in it, Miami, Oklahoma, into Tulsa, enhanced. Now, we will say that the Storm Prediction Center has kind of shifted that a little bit to the east, which excites yeah. me and Corey. Hmm. But, uh, you know, and it could shift again, just kind of depending on what that I, is. I expect that to happen. Yeah. We'll see. It, yeah, very, yeah. I mean, I think. Our, our buddy Brad. Hey, Brad. I know you're listening. Brad. to this. Uh, He asked if that was going to possibly go to moderate. I don't know. I mean, if it did go to, if any portion of that went to moderate, it would probably be more down in Oklahoma. Ask us tomorrow. After yeah, yeah. Just that. <laughs> well, yeah. That's just the best thing to do. But we're talking large hail, and they've got a hatched area out, so we could get up to two inch hail. We could get uh, I would n- say not the, us. I would say the job on the Miami to Benita to Tulsa, area. Yeah, that's a big area. That the area needs to be watched. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the biggie there. That's where the hatched area is. Um, I should call my grandma and just you know I always call her ahead of time and say she she's got a great tornado shelter in her garage. Oh, perfect. Then we're not expecting big tornadoes. Maybe some spin up tornadoes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. We're not looking at. But big I, I I should call her and say make sure things cleaned out and ready to go just in case. You never know. I mean she spent a lot. Of money on that about five years ago and never used it. So I thought, well, well maybe just have it cleaned out and ready to go. You know, it's spring, you never know. Yeah. And if you look at that enhanced risk where they've got it, Miami's right in the center of that. Thing. I know. So <laughs> with, with the noon update, I mean, the, the what we call the D2 or the day two, they update twice a day. But the, the day one, then they update about four or five times. I think it's five. No. I have it written down over there somewhere. I'll go see during the weather school. But yeah, so we need to be watching out that. And you mentioned spin-up tornadoes. Um, yeah, I call them frontliner spin-ups, whatever. That's you. We, we expect this system to move through in a line more than just discrete supercells. The, the discrete supercells are the ones that you really got to keep your eye on because those things can spin up to EF4, EF5 tornadoes. Those are more of a later May type story. Yeah, yeah, later May type thing. Yeah, we're, we're not seeing that. But I mean, according to the models, we're looking at some possible 
straight line winds along with front winds. Exactly. Tornadoes. Yeah, we got the, the atmosphere is dynamic. It's set up. All that all that energy is going to boom, right? And bow echo out. And if, if you're you got a bow echo on radar, you really got to watch for those spin ups. You can get some, well, along with the spin ups, you can get some 70, 80 mile an hour winds. Yeah, straight line winds along with that front, especially with this type of situation. Yeah, yeah. and and when you got that straight line stuff, you've probably got updrafting, and that's going to produce some really large hail. So really, what we can say is all modes of severe weather are possible and will be uh, fine tuned. I mean, we're going to be all over it. So make sure you oh, yeah. just check our Facebook page all the time. Uh, well, not every minute, but <laughs> I would check back at least every hour. As soon as something comes down. I will make sure it's on our site. I will yeah. make sure the latest updates are on our site at all times. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we need to turn our phone down if we're going to do this. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, that was hysterical, actually. But but anyway, yeah, I mean, we're going to post anything. And with that first line that's going to come in, like, after 1 or after 2 tomorrow afternoon, I mean, when radar starts lighting up, we're going to start posting. And that's early for our neck of the woods yeah yeah it really is that's the prefrontal stuff we're talking about and it is and and don't get too excited about that but 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 i will be watching and you'll be watching oh definitely and we'll keep the latest information watches and warnings on the site 24 7 yes at all times. And, and, and the website, storm.weather.com. And if you see anything posted on the website after 7.30 tomorrow evening, it's all Corey, because I've got a show. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. No, I, I have my radar up. I'm watching everything going on. But, you know, uh, w- one of us will keep you informed. And this pattern, they originally said it was going to kind of wind down Thursday. And then we're going to have Friday and maybe some something Saturday. Now we've got rain chances all the way through, and that's what you were saying. It's going to possibly continue all the way into next week. It could be a very rainy period for the next few days. Wow. And the next 10 days, really. So well, uh, today we had a pretty sunny day. I mean, it wasn't sunny. It was filtered yeah. inside. Well, it's sunny, and then the clouds moved in. But uh, we may be uh, longing for sun once it's <laughs> Once this pattern moves through, I yeah no I agree. I mean we got some sun, but yeah after any flood we need that sun to come out to kind of dry up all the rain right. and the itsy bitsy spider can up the wait no 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 I I lapsed into a poem. <laughs> you know people uh, get very very scared and and they message us about flooding, especially those along li- live along Lake Taney Como because mm-hmm. of years past you know. There's been, you know, in the past 10 years, there's been three or four different flooding incidents where people have had to move. Uh, right uh, right now, I don't see that happening, but <coughs> yeah, uh, by yeah. next week, we don't know. Yeah, we're just going to have to watch. I mean, yeah, I don't see it now. I mean, this is not going to be, as we can tell, it's not going to be like a seven, eight, nine incher. It's going to be a two to four, maybe five incher. And, you know, the lakes can take it. That's a thing. The lake, well, right the lake's now, in the lake. good shape. Table yeah. Rock's in good shape. Yeah. Everything's in good shape, but we need to watch what happens by next week because we just don't know. Yeah. It can it can sneak up on us real fast. They, they need to start letting... I mean, now, I, I've noticed that the Army Corps of Engineers have done that before when they suspect a, a big rain event. They'll open some gates to kind of get it down mm-hmm. in preparation. I haven't seen any... I haven't heard anything about that yet. No. Uh, so I don't think they're really... They're they're really in anticipating. Their policy 
It's not go off forecast, but go off after it's occurring. Okay. So, you know, they don't want to, because if if they let off a lot of water, that that can mess up through the rest of the year if the rain doesn't fall. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then they've got a lot of, you know, lakes. There's two lakes after Table Rock Lake mm-hmm. before it hits the Mississippi. One of the big lakes is Bull Shoals, and that's notorious for, that's, basically designed to hold a bunch of water yeah that's that's the reservoir yeah for table rock before it hits downstream and people get upset with that because it floods a lot of their areas and their farmlands and exactly whatever. yeah but you know it it's that time of year and you just have to be prepared for something like that Right now, we're in good shape. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Yeah, and you can go, uh, anyone can go to our website, stormdarweather.com, and click lake levels. There's a tab that there that says lake levels. You can monitor the levels of the lake in real time almost. We have real time or hour by hour lake levels on there. Mm-hmm. But if we ever go into a situation to where we're flooding and we're in, 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 an emergency situation, mm-hmm. then I'm going to add more information to that as needed. So exactly. you're going to get your latest information on there. You know, some people will need to evacuate areas <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will have that information on there as needed. So that's the place to go for any type of flooding information. Yeah. And speaking of updating the site, on the live cast, you updated it and didn't even tell me. It surprised hey, I, me. I, I, <laughs> You've you done know. that a lot. <laughs> I do. Yeah, Corey added a satellite on there. I've been wanting a satellite on the website, and I was just during a live cast, and I, you can go back and watch it if you haven't seen it uh, on Facebook. And all of a sudden, here's this satellite. I'm like, yes! It took me forever <laughs> to find a good satellite. You know, I put two on there. One's a visible satellite that's only visible during daytime. Yeah, it took me four. It took me all day to wow. find a great one that was zoomed in right to our area oh, that nice. also worked at night and showed the city lights. You can actually see the city lights of Branson on there. Isn't that cool? I know. You know I know. You know, two to three years ago, you couldn't do that. Uh-uh. With, but, oh, no. But with Go 16. All the technology now. Man, they can, you do can do anything now. It's amazing. I was watching the other day, and I could see uh, I could see the trails of different ships, and I can actually see the ships in no the way. Gulf of Mexico, and it's unreal what you can, what all the uh, information and data is available on Go sixteen, which is now goes east, uh-huh. and Go seventeen, which is <coughs> goes west. Yeah, yeah, amazing high definition, and I can't wait to what the see what the future holds you know 10 years from now oh i know amazing we're gonna have 8k we're gonna be able to zoom in on wow on uh turtles in the road that's why <laughs> you know, eventually you're gonna be able to zoom down to your neighborhood on, on these things on a satellite you know that's 20, 20 years can you imagine oh that's not that, that not that far away no well just think how fast the go 16 and 17 4k came in i mean yeah. they, they they had to figure it out but once they figured it out 16 went up and then what is like a year later, then 17 went up or yeah. something before they actually came operational. I mean, they had to test it, but man, it was incredible. Available on our website yeah. right there, stormdogweather.com. Yes. And you know what? Click on the severe weather tab and you'll see it. Yes. And you know what else that we have on our website? I have no idea. In, in our quick links, we have the pollen report. Oh, do we? <laughs> 
Yes. I've been pretty lucky. I haven't sneezed here in a while, but uh, I, th- I think the, the trees that were pollinating that were making me sneeze ha- have done their thing. Well, it's a little lower today. Yeah. Much lower. Yeah. And and that's to be expected. Uh I opened my pool a little earlier this year, like a month <laughs> earlier. Yeah. And, you know, last year I didn't have any pollen problems with my pool. I opened it May 9th last year. Didn't have any pro- pollen. This year I got all this pollen in my pool because I opened it earlier. I opened it a month earlier. Yeah. So I've been having to vacuum it a lot more. <laughs> so that's a problem and, and and this year has been a little higher than the past years in the pollen department oh yeah i'm not sure why why is that i i think i got warmer quicker yeah i i mean not not hot but i mean more uh, we were we were below average and then we kind of went to above average and the trees were like oh cool you know now we can start doing our thing but the thing, I mean, other than the cars being completely green and yellow. And they have been. They have. What I've noticed, which is interesting, if you looked at my driveway, this little quarter inch, half inch of rain moving into the, the drain, all around the drain, like a two foot area around the drain is yellow. Yeah. <laughs> it's washing all the pollen down. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> that's just awful. Yeah, well, I looked. The uh, the, pol- the tree pollens now are oak, mulberry, and walnut. Mm. Uh, it says that's what the, the primary trees right now. Um, pollen.com, this is from pollen.com. Grass and mold is moderate. Uh, Tuesday, the pollen counts will be low due to all the rain. But by Thursday, they should get back up to, you know, medium to medium high again, which makes sense. I mean, but I don't. That may change now because the With forecast all this rain has coming in. Yeah, it, but that it, should wash all the pollen. It washes yeah. it away. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that'll do good for people's allergies. Yeah, but uh, you know, mold's kind of high right now too. Yeah, my mold is a little up there, and it's going to be. Oh, I can't imagine the mold this With weekend. The rain. Yeah, but I mean, if we get four or five inches, yeah. that's going to be insane. So if you are a mold sufferer, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have some issues. So we apologize for that. No, we don't apologize. We can't control Mother Nature. <laughs> I'm sorry we you have to re- go through that. Report so it. That yeah, that's it. Oh man, we've had a good first segment. Um, I think it's time for the weather school now. Um, I decided since we're going to be having some severe weather around the area, we need to go through lightning uh, awareness. So this weather school is all about lightning. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The sky is getting really dark, and I'm starting to hear thunder. Guess it's time to go inside, because I sure don't want to get struck by lightning. Lightning is a sudden electrostatic discharge that occurs typically during a thunderstorm. This discharge occurs between electrically charged regions of a single cloud, called intracloud lightning, or IC, or between two clouds, called cloud-to-cloud, or CC lightning, or 
between a cloud and the ground, or CG lightning. The best studied and understood form of lightning is cloud-to-ground, although more common intra-cloud and cloud-to-cloud flashes are very difficult to study given there are no physical points to monitor inside the clouds. Also, given the very low probability lightning will strike the same point repeatedly and consistently, scientific inquiry is difficult at best in the areas of high cloud-to-ground frequency. There are roughly 5 to 10 times as many cloud flashes as there are cloud-to-ground strikes. On Earth, the lightning frequency is approximately 40 to 50 times a second, or nearly 1.4 billion flashes per year, and the average duration is about two-tenths of a second, made up from a number of much shorter flashes or strokes of around 60 to 70 microseconds. About 1 in 20 cloud-to-ground lightning bolts is positive lightning. This is a type that originates in the positively charged tops of cumulonimbus clouds. These strikes reverse the charge flow of typical lightning bolts and are far stronger and more destructive. Positive lightning can stretch across the sky and strike out of the blue more than 10 miles from the storm cloud where it was born. Lightning is not only spectacular, it's dangerous. About 2,000 people are killed worldwide by lightning each year. Hundreds more survive strikes but suffer from a variety of lasting symptoms, including memory loss, dizziness, weakness, numbness, and other life-altering ailments. Strikes can cause cardiac arrest and severe burns, but 9 out of 10 people survive. The average American has about a 1 in 5,000 chance of being struck by lightning during a lifetime. On average, a lightning bolt can contain up to 1 billion volts of electricity. How hot is a lightning bolt? Well, it's only about 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit, or about five times hotter than the surface of the sun. Lightning's extreme heat will vaporize the water inside of a tree, creating steam that may blow the tree apart. Cars are havens from lightning, but not for the reason that most people believe. Tires conduct current, as do metal frames that carry a charge harmlessly into the ground. An average lightning bolt can release enough energy to power a 100-watt light bulb for more than three months straight. Many houses are grounded by rods and other protection that conduct lightning bolts electricity harmlessly into the ground. Homes may be also inadvertently grounded by plumbing, gutters, or other materials. Grounded buildings offer protection, but occupants who touch running water or use a landline phone may be shocked by conducted electricity. We've already talked about the three main types, intracloud, cloud-to-cloud, and cloud-to-ground, but there are other types of lightning as well. Anvil crawlers, also known as spider lightning. These are horizontal, tree-like in-cloud lightning discharges whose leader propagation is resolvable to the human eye. 
In other words, the anvil crawler's movement is slow enough compared to most lightning discharges that a human observer or normal speed video camera can see its rapid motion across the sky. This type of lightning often covers very large distances, resulting in a vast, spectacular sky-filling discharge. Anvil crawlers are often very high-altitude events, and as such typically result in soft, rolling thunder due to their great distance from the observer. The name anvil crawler is derived from the visible crawling motion and their tendency to appear along the underside of the anvil portion of a thunderstorm. Anvil crawlers can either occur independently completely within the cloud or in connection with a cloud-to-ground discharge. We also have what we call the bolt from the blue. This is a name given to a cloud-to-ground lightning discharge that strikes far away from its parent thunderstorm. A bolt from the blue typically originates in the highest regions of a cumulonimbus cloud, traveling horizontally a good distance away from the thunderstorm before making a vertical descent to Earth. Due to the final strike point being a significant distance from the storm, sometimes more than 10 miles away, these lightning events can occur at locations with clear blue skies overhead, hence the name. While many bolts from the blue are positive flashes, some of them are not. Next we have bead lightning. This is a name given to the decaying stage of a lightning channel in which the luminosity of the channel starts breaking up into segments. Nearly every lightning discharge will exhibit beading as the channel cools immediately after a return stroke, sometimes referred to as the lightning's bead-out stage. Bead lightning is more properly a stage of a normal lightning discharge rather than a type of lightning in itself. Beading of a lightning channel is usually a small-scale feature and therefore is often only apparent when the observer or the camera is close to the lightning. Next we have sheet lightning. Sheet lightning is a term to describe clouds illuminated by a lightning discharge where the actual lightning channel is either inside the clouds or below the horizon, not visible to the observer. Sheet lightning is, simply speaking, ordinary lightning that is hidden by clouds or terrain aside from the flash of light it produces. We also have heat lightning. Heat lightning is really just ordinary lightning from faraway thunderstorms below the horizon. On a clear night, lightning flashes from a distant storm and can be seen hundreds of miles away. Heat lightning got its name because it is often seen on hot summer nights at a time when thunderstorms are usually common. And finally, the controversial ball lightning. <laughs> This is a rare phenomenon described as a floating, illuminated sphere that occurs during thunderstorms. It may move fast, slow, or stay stationary. It might be quiet or produce a hissing or crackling noise. It may pass through windows, last from seconds to minutes, and disappear slowly or suddenly, either quietly or with a loud bang. Now, 
No definitive photographs have ever been obtained of ball lightning, nor has any plausible scientific explanation been found for it to occur. Therefore, its existence remains questionable and currently given the same scientific credibility as a UFO. Furthermore, many ball lightning reports have been found to be nothing more than power line arcs and other unrelated events. The byproduct of lightning is thunder. Thunder can range from a loud crack to a long, rolling, soft rumble. You can tell just how far away a thunderstorm is by counting the seconds between the lightning flash and the thunder onset. A five-second time lapse equals one mile, so if there's ten seconds between the lightning flash and when you hear thunder, then that portion of the storm is two miles away. A fun fact, people who are afraid of thunder suffer from brontophobia. There's really no safe place outside when a thunderstorm is in the area. So if you hear thunder, you are likely within striking distance of some lightning. Just remember, when thunder roars, go indoors. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there's a little refresher course in all types of lightning, ball lightning, streak lightning, spider lightning, all sorts of things. That's my favorite, spider lightning. Oh, it's really, really neat to watch. But, okay, I think it's time for This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, This Week in Weather History, we go back all the way to 2017. Oh, my gosh. And we had a flooding situation. Yeah. I think we did. In the area, a powerful storm system brought torrential rainfall and historic flooding to the Missouri Ozarks and south, southeast Kansas from April 28th through April 30th, 2017. Storm total... Rainfall amounts generally range from four to eight inches, and that could happen again. We'll yeah, see. True, that's true. We'll see. Now, some areas uh, of far southern and south central Missouri received ten to twelve inches. Holy cow! The incredible rainfall resulted in widespread flooding. Of course, and numerous roads and bridges and buildings were destroyed. Many roads were flooded through the event including state highways and parts of Interstate 44. I remember parts around the Lebanon area were Oh, that's right. For weeks, yeah. For, not weeks, but for days and days and days. I remember that. Like, yeah, Houston, I think, got a lot over there. We They opened the, the Table Rock Dam. Uh, ten gates were open. I, I got some great footage of that uh, back in April of 2017. Now, that's when the Branson Landing flooded, right? That was, uh, yeah, one, was of one, of, one of the times. Wow. One of the times that it flooded. Uh, but yeah. uh, we're not looking at, at that type of thing with this. Not this week. We'll we'll, we'll see what we'll happens see. next week. Yeah, we're just gonna have but, to uh, keep monitoring this thing. You know, you know, potentially we'll see. But uh, it did happen in 2017, and whenever they open those ten gates, uh, that spells trouble for some of the 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 restaurants, especially at Branson Lake, because they cook in propane down there, and their propane tanks oh. go underwater. Oh. So they all usually either close or offer a limited menu, which I've uh, some restaurants uh, will offer like whatever wouldn't take those propane tanks because they can't use them if they're underwater. Yeah, but uh, 
if that were to happen uh, down at Branson Landing, if the water gives up, we'll do. I'll I'll go down there and do some Facebook lives. I did that last time. That's that's the last time I did that. It was 2017. I went down there and and filmed uh, that's live. What it was, yeah. When we were down there and and could show you what exactly was underwater because it, it's interesting. Now people hear all about the flooding in Branson and and and, and when that happens. They think Branson's completely closed down and shut down and nobody can oh, go I know. anywhere and nothing's they, accessible. <laughs> it's misleading. But it's just a tiny little area. It's just a little bit of the landing. You that's probably all. wouldn't go to anyway. <laughs> all yeah. the shows and so would our city and all that's still just yeah. dry as can be. Dick's Five and Dime is right. still there. I mean, that's that's you that's can go get two some Andes, you know, right next to the Hughes Brothers. Yeah. Completely dry. Yeah, so, I mean, I wish they wouldn't. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. They say, you know, Branson is flooded. No. Well, no, just a little bitty portion of Branson <laughs> right. is flooded. But, again, I mean, we're just, we're just you're just going to have to monitor that. Yeah. We don't know. We'll keep you updated. Well, you know what it's time for? Mm, weather Word of the Week. It's the Weather Word of the Week. And this week, Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week is? It's an It's Oxbow. Interesting. It's generally a U-shaped bend or meandering in a channel. This can occur naturally or by man-made means. Please elaborate. I think what this is, If have you ever been to the scenic overlook in Forsyth? I have. Have you ever looked and noticed that, that the lake goes this way and then it just makes this turn naturally? Yes, sir. I think that's an oxbow. I think it's just a naturally made U shape where the terrain is just kind of carved out, either man made or natural. And I think Taney Como, I think that's a natural one. Where it it may out. have two or three, actually. Oh, I canoed that one time. Really? Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Oh, I'll have to tell you all about that. I'd like to do outside that of the cop, uh, cop, cop past <laughs> the <laughs> podcast. I can't even talk now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that it was supposed to be like a four hour advent, four or five hour adventure, um, but it turned to be like a eleven hour adventure because we thought that's cool. We'll get out in the morning and put the canoe in right at you know the bottom of, of Table Rock Dam, and they'll sound the horn and they'll let the water out, and the water will just push us all the way to Forsyth. We got there at six in the morning, got in the canoe, they sounded the alarm. And no water came out, and we sat there, <laughs> and we actually just kind of spun. And I went, "Okay, um, now what do we do?" And my buddy John said, "We paddle." Wow! So it turned into like a ten or eleven hour adventure. When it's, yeah. you know, if the water would have just pushed us down the road, he said that's the concept. But he was a trumpet player, so I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh man. Well, you know, we're really going to. This is our last podcast for our, our live casting because our series, our pod series, begins next week. It is May. It is our Remembering Joplin pod series, and it's a good one. We, yeah, every, every uh, podcast, at least three weeks. We're working on a fourth one. We have some options, uh, but every week we're going to. Delve into uh, interviews with different people with different perspectives on how they uh, experienced the Joplin tornado. We've got uh, some meteorologists from a professional perspective. We've got personal perspective uh, from people uh, who lived it 
uh, and then we're going to get some uh, interviews from aides who came down there. So it's going to be a very, very interesting podcast series and something special that we're doing. And uh, we will uh, probably break in. I don't know. If something major happens, we'll probably break in and do something. But no, this is our pod series, which I wanted to do the pod Q series, but I like, I think pod series is much better. That starts next week. So really, we hope you join for that. Uh, I, Corey and I both have just fascinating. It's really cool. You need to, you need to listen to it because we, there's some information that you're not going to get anywhere else about what happened that day. Yeah. And, Stuff I never emotionally, you you don't hear these stories very often, Mm -hmm. and these are people who witnessed it firsthand, up close and personal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it, I mean, everything's good. It's not a sad downer series or whatever, but it's just a very interesting, fun series. So we want to make sure and let make sure you 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 do that. It's going to drop just like the normal podcast. So. There. Well, Corey, I think we need to wrap this up soon. Let's do it. You got anything else? I don't. Oh, you're done? I'm done. Well, I think I'm done, too. Okay. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, definitely check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for Remembering Joplin on the Stormdar Weather Podcast.